This is the Todd and Friends Podcast. I don't like to waffle on predictions. That doesn't mean I always hope I'm right. Oh, what's he going to do? Oh, come on. I'm with you. So, thank that. you. Yeah, I'm with you. Todd, I knew we'd agree on something here. From the KWLM Sports Studio. With thanks to Heritage Bank, member FDIC, equal housing lender. Here's Todd Bergaff. Hey, thanks for joining us on the podcast once again today. Mike Grimm uh, joining us uh, uh, today. And, uh, well, Grimmer, the postseason for the Gopher softball team is here. They're playing in the uh, Big Ten tournament. They have another outstanding pitcher, which they've been able to have for several years, it seems. The Gopher softball team, that's quite a program. I mean, it's an NCAA tournament-bound program just about every season, it seems. Yeah, they were in it last year. They were right around 500, um, and then this year they have taken a step forward. They've got a couple of really good true freshmen. They've got a transfer from Duke who's been outstanding as a catcher. Uh, they've got the uh, the older players, including you know Natalie Denhartog, who's the all-time leader in in home runs with the mm-hmm. program. And yeah. then you mentioned you mentioned the pitcher Autumn Pease, Big Ten Pitcher of the Year, and she's really kind of progressed. Um, this is her now third year in the program. She. She has been a fine pitcher, but she has now kind of blossomed into um, a po- to a point where she's now been dominating for about a six-week stretch here. They've mm-hmm. won 11 straight games. I, I don't know her exact record. She's something like 21-6 and six or 25-6, and six, something like that. Mm-hmm. So, um, as you know, softball is uh, much about pitching, and um, if, if uh, she can keep it going, they've got a chance to make some noise. Yeah, and she's coming off uh, some injury history last year with the team, so it's uh, good that she was able to bounce back. I'm just reading uh, here 23-6 and six, uh, uh, this year. And, you know, softball pitchers can pitch both ends of a doubleheader and, and so yeah. forth, but they still have to be careful with it some. Yeah, and they've got some depth too. They've got um, they have a Florida State transfer who's been decent on the mound. They've got a freshman Sydney Schwartz who was the Player of the Year in the high school ranks in Minnesota last year. Who, who not only is doing some pitching, she's playing uh, or hitting as well some as a DH, and I think she's even gotten some time in the field. So they got a little depth, but I, I think if you know if there's going to be real success, I, I mean, in terms of making some sort of a run. Um, I, I think uh, Autumn Pease will be the will yeah. be the arm they ride. That's for sure. Yeah, this is the Big Ten tournament. Of course, they're going into right now. Then we'll see about the NCAA's uh, following that uh, for the Gopher uh, men's basketball team. Uh, they pick up uh, a nice recruit from or uh, is it a recruit when you get them out of the transfer portal? Do you still call them that? I guess you are recruiting them out of the portal, right? Yeah, I would call it a recruit. I would say that they had to work hard to to, uh, to get there. They had been in on several players, and um, this is the this is the kid that they were able to uh, get here. Um, not a tall guy, five eleven. He's out of uh, he's a transfer from Howard, um, but he was like fourteen points and five assists. And um, I actually uh, I was on campus yesterday doing a couple of interviews and um, happened to just happenstance walk along the sidewalk there and Ben Johnson was getting out of his car so they could chat with him I had not really seen him or you know because as you know coaches right now they're just in the busy time of this with the portal and uh-huh. got to find your team so I had a chance to chat with him briefly it sounds like they'd like to add one more player yet from the portal and they'll do that probably you know at some point here in the summer um, and, and everyone's trying to navigate through it the best they can and name image and likeness is a deal and uh, you know I mean that's a that's a factor there's no question about that and um, and, and so they're they're trying to figure it all out, and um, it'll be interesting to see where where that season ends. But yeah, they needed they needed a guard. They got it. 
Um, and I, I think if they do as they wish and take one more, I think they'd be liking, I think they'd like to add a wing, you uh-huh. know, a guy that can handle the ball a little bit, but, it, you know, a knockdown shooter, you know, a wing type player, sure. not saying to, not saying to replace Jamison battle. I don't, you know, it's going to, you know, I don't know if that's the right word, but um, someone who can kind of help fill that role. Cause I, I think they like some players that have currently on the roster that can potentially, you know, fill that role. Including uh, uh, Dawson Garcia, he could he could play. You know, he played mostly as a big last year, but I, I, there's there's no doubt he could play the three or the four too. So, um, I, you know, they'll, they'll have some flexibility here because they do have some they do have some depth, and and particularly if they add one more. I, I've read a little bit that the Gophers maybe are trailing behind some of the other schools, certainly in the Big Ten, um, for uh, setting up uh, people to handle their NIL deals. I mean, you've referenced Urban Meyer before. That's all he does now, right, for Ohio State is is recruit NIL dollars and, and make sure that their piggy bank is full to be handing out cash to to uh, players who um, are, are going to be recruited by money. Uh, that didn't used to be the case, but now it is. Now schools can go out and just basically offer for more money than somebody else can and so that's where they wind up going or transferring to yeah it's and it's a real interesting thing too because still by guidelines now you know we don't know for sure uh you know in terms of rules like miami was my miami university uh down in um in in miami Mm -hmm. not the ohio but the miami um they they were the first to get hit with a violation in terms of that because uh, still technically technically this is uh, the nil is not supposed to be used as a recruiting tool in other words it's not supposed to be a pay for play type thing where you would tell a high schooler hey if you come here we'll get you a million dollars it's not supposed to be that we know it is that um so if you're going to technically follow the letter of the law you can't make any of those promises you have to say hey you know, our starting quarterback last year made $50,000. So if you come in as a quarterback, you can kind of expect to make that. That's that. That's the way it's supposed to be. That's not how it's working. The Gophers are certainly trying to stay within the guidelines. Um, they have now, within the last two weeks, the, the athletic department has partnered with a collective, which, um, you know, that wasn't even a year ago. You couldn't do that. It was really kind of uh, some, some sketchy ground in terms of can the university help raise money can the university help put someone in contact with the business and so basically they um go in with these collectives as as kind of the clearinghouse or the 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 go-between so to speak and so it's a group called dinky town athletes um it's been around about a year you mentioned they were a little behind but i think they're catching up um and they're never going to be ohio state or oklahoma or usc um, I, I think the real goal is to to have a, a, a war chest, for lack of a better term, uh, and and uh, something to do where you could make um, some pro- promises isn't even the right word. Whatever you you could show a past history that would be similar to a Wisconsin and Iowa. That's who you've been recruiting against anyway. That's who you'll always be recruiting against. And um, and quite frankly, Iowa has been a little behind on 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 that. Now they did get the transfer quarterback from Michigan, who I think has been promised quite a bit of money. Uh, as part of that, um, that's a kid from Michigan who led them to the to the uh, playoffs two years ago, and then got hurt and was beaten out last year. So he was looking for a place to go play in Iowa. Uh, was fit the bill for that. So um, the Stinky Town athletes. In fact, uh, I know you on occasion have let me uh, plug my my weekly podcast yep. with, with Talk North. That was my guest this week. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we, it's about a forty five minute conversation with a guy named Rob Gag, who is the co founder of the Dinky Town athletes, and okay. and we we I. I 
I like the conversation because it was it, it, it there's so much uh, gray area so much you're not sure and Rob was able to clear up a few things and uh, what is the goal I mean is the goal to go get 50 million dollars or is the goal to you know try to get a few million where you can do some things and um, I think it's probably more the latter and more um, more trying to get fans involved as opposed to like these big fortune 500 companies those deals can come you know separately I think this part of it will be um, you know they have memberships and then if you're a member you pay a monthly fee and then you have you get certain perks along the way there'll be player meetings uh, you'll have a chance to you know intermingle with coaches and different things along those lines and players especially um, and so it, it was an interesting um, I, I thought an interesting conversation so um, it, it's inter- it, the other interesting thing Todd and I don't know how you feel uh, when I talk to people almost most everyone I talk to is turned off by the name, image, and likeness. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, fundamentally, they seem either opposed to um, athletes at all making money or the idea that it is the Wild West out there. And I think that's a big challenge um, at a place like Minnesota, at a place like Iowa, even at Wisconsin, where it's mostly been played by the book. I mean, if you look around at the at, at those three schools in particular, there, there haven't been a lot of, um, you know, recruiting scandals where you're off paying players. Where um, at, And so it's almost counterintuitive to say, hey, we want you to donate money so we can go get players, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and at places like Tennessee and Oklahoma and, you know, Florida and, and some of these places, that's just that's been operation that's been the operation for years and so it's, it's not counterintuitive there so um to me the biggest challenge i think here the biggest challenge that that the gopher collective has is is changing the mentality of the fan base to this is this is how the operation works now and and to me the best way to do that is to tell the players stories because um there are good kids on this team and in this department on all the teams and you're helping the kids in this case, it's not necessarily even like, um, Hey, you're donating money to the athletic department so they can, you know, what, whatever, fly the team someplace or build a building or have a practice facility. This is, this part of it is money that directly ends up in the hands of the athletes who should in some way, shape or form get a piece of the, of the, you know, billion dollar pie that's been, created here with college athletics so um it, it yeah it, i mean we could talk forever like i said this podcast went 45 minutes yeah. or so with, with, with rob so um if people want to listen they can go to talk north or it, it's called the go go for podcast yeah. and um and and and, and certainly the, it's much more in depth and people can find out what's going on with it yeah wherever you get your podcasts uh yes, it, you know you referenced the um facilities and uh, elijah hawkins the guy we've been talking about a little bit here he he mentioned that too he said that was a big part of the reason he came to the u was for the facilities he said i can get my body where it needs to by working out at those facilities yeah it's world class um you know it, it it's a world class facility and it is uh, a perk it perk would be an under uh, understatement you know yeah. you're getting you know this is if you were just to say hey what would it co-, you know like people that go to lifetime for example um uh you know and they pay a monthly fee and whatever you know they have varying memberships um 
this is this is better than anything Lifetime has, right? I mean, in terms of the the, the training facilities, on-site training staff, doctors right there, trainers right there, strength and conditioning coaches right there. Um, you know, they've got the, uh, the the treatment areas where if you are injured, you you've got um, you know a state. It's almost like a little hospital, quite frankly, with hot tubs and beds and and uh, and and beds isn't the right term. They're kind of those you know those mats or whatever stations I would call them where you can sit up um, and, and have your ankles taped or get treatment if you need, uh, you know, a rehab on a knee or, or a, a massage on muscles or what have you. Uh, they got world, the whirlpools, the, the therapeutic whirlpools. They've got, you know, then the locker rooms are incredible. Uh, the weight room's incredible. And then you've got the actual, you know, the gym, if you're a basketball player that you're able to shoot in, you know, it's like eight baskets all over the, you know, all around the gym. And so, yeah, it's, it's a, um, this is a, it's, and, and I'm not trying to suggest that, when I say world-class, it is world-class, and I'm not trying to suggest that nobody else has it. Um, the Gophers have basically now, with this facility, put themselves in the thick of some fairly elite company, but um, most everybody in the Big Ten has something similar. I will say, having toured down through around the Big Ten, obviously, when we travel, yep. um, I, I do think this Athletes Village is, is certainly in the upper half of the Big Ten. There's no there's, there's no question in my mind. Great, great. Another uh, recruit out of the uh, transfer portal is a gigantic human being from Washington State. Ought to be interesting to see. I think Jack Wilson, right, is his name. Mm-hmm. Yep. 6'11, 350. He's a football player, and this, I think, will be his fourth school. Uh-huh. He has not, frankly, played much college basketball. I, I, I would foresee his role as that of um, a third string center. Uh-huh. Um, where if, um, you know, if, if Dawson Garcia, so, so Pharrell Payne is clearly going to be the starting center on this team. I mean, I think he has all Big Ten potential based on what we saw as a freshman from him last year. Um, and then, you know, the hope would be can he play 30 to 32 minutes a game, you know, and mm-hmm. I think he should and could. If foul trouble becomes an issue, then what happens? And I think you're going to see Dawson Garcia on occasion play the five, as he did last year. Mm-hmm. He started at the five, and that will be a few minutes, um, you know, and then when Dawson goes out, um, you know, Payne would be in and someone else would have to uh, come in at the four. And so there'll be kind of a rotation there. And then there's still going to probably be a few minutes that, that, that someone that they needed someone to kind of play that. And I think that's where this guy would fall into place. That's just my own speculation. I haven't yeah. talked to anybody within the program on that. And, and you know what, who knows? Uh, the guy's been injured for like three years uh, between football and basketball. And if all of a sudden he becomes a fact, you know, I mean, I, you'd look in three years ago, look at Zach Eady. I'm not trying to suggest that Jack Wilson's going to become Zach Eady, but Zach Eady three years ago, nobody thought he'd turn into the national player of the year. Right. Um, so who knows? Maybe now that he's healthy, he comes in and maybe he gives him something more than we think. But I think right now the expectation should be he's he's going to give you a few minutes off the bench okay. to, um, to provide some relief to Pharrell Payne. Yeah, and, you know, injuries happen. And what, yeah, t- what no team doubt. knows more about injuries to their big men than the Gophers do? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And to, to, it just injuries in general, you know. Yep, yep. Uh, Pepperdine guard Mark, Mike Mitchell, another transfer coming in. Yep, and and they again they needed guards, particularly once. Now, not that Jamison Battle was was a guard, but he's kind of a perimeter player. Um, Talon Cooper transferred out, mm-hmm. um, so they they needed some guards. Tur- you know, Torres Samuels. 
um, who provided some depth last year, you know, graduated. So they definitely needed it. So that, that yeah, they like the Pepperdine guy. I question, uh, you know, Pepperdine's a good school, you know, academic school. I question how smart this kid must be to leave, uh, you know, <laughs> the Malibu. Right. Yeah, the, the Mal, Malibu to, to come and play in the dead of the winter in Minneapolis. You know, I want to see this kid's test scores. To yeah. make it, no, I'm just teasing a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, and and I've never been on that campus, but I've talked to people who have. And I, I it, just in talking with people, it, it arguably could be the nicest campus on the nicest location in the country. It's in Malibu. You look out <laughs> yeah. over the ocean. It's it, it's a beach. Like if they just said, "Hey, we're going to tear the school down," the property's probably worth fifty billion dollars of of beachfront, you know, yeah. oceanfront property. But um, it's a school, and he's decided. So so he must really want to be here because he's decided to leave that situation in Malibu and come here. So, um, I, I, and the go- coaches were, um, were really excited. I know in talking with some people, there were some high fives thrown around when, uh, when they got word that, uh, Mitchell was, was committed to Minnesota. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. And then a guard named uh, Cameron Christie, a high school recruit, a little more of a traditional way to come to the Gophers. Yeah, and he was, I think, the number two ranked high schooler in the state of, of uh, Illinois yeah. out of the Chicago area. His brother, Max Christie, plays for the Lakers. He was a one-and-done, if you remember, for Tom Izzo at Michigan State. Okay. So um, there's some genes, obviously, in the family, some DNA that uh, suggests that they can play some basketball. Yeah. And um, I remember um, – uh, Matt, uh, well, Max, I remember watching Max Christie play against the Gophers, but Cam Christie, uh, on his visits, he he made multiple visits, and I and and he turned down an offer from Michigan State and some other good offers, and so um, you know that this is a this was a big recruiting win for for Ben Johnson and staff, and they worked hard. Like I said, I I saw him on several different visits, and I kept thinking, man, this is great. You know, he they they he's keeping Minnesota in the mix, and um, they closed the deal with him and I, I think they're uh, extremely excited and he's going to be a freshman that's going to be asked to contribute right away I don't think there's any doubt about it yeah uh, Grimmer thanks so much I appreciate it as always yeah always enjoy it thanks Todd we'll chat next week voice of the golden gophers Mike Grimm on the Todd and Friends podcast it's brought to you by Heritage Bank member FDIC an equal housing lender watch for future episodes of the Todd and Friends podcast at kwlm.com or on the air here at kwlm 1340 a.m. and 96.3 fm